Hi there, and welcome to episode 36 of the Mother of Success podcast. I am your host, Heather Hennessy of Heather Hennessy Life Coaching, and I am so glad that you are with me for today's episode. This podcast is for working women who are new mothers. I am going to start by asking you to breathe with me. Whatever you are doing right now, take six deep breaths with me in through your nose and out through your mouth. Okay, I needed that. I needed those six deep breaths this morning. Oh, we are, uh, as a family, dealing with some news, and I just wanted to let my loyal listeners who are listening along with me in real time let you guys know that I might have some schedule interruptions. Um, we we do have a sick family member, so. We're kind of clearing the schedule and uh, dropping everything. And I'm recording this podcast, which is scheduled to come out on uh, Wednesday, May 26th. And then we might have some schedule interruptions. So I appreciate everybody's patience. And uh, hopefully we'll, we won't have a prolonged interruption to the podcast schedule, but we might. Um. I certainly love talking to all of you and I'm going to do what I can to uh, keep my weekly production schedule. But really what I'm doing, what I'm mostly doing is falling back on my four basics, right? I am practicing what I preach. I am making use of my own tools and my own teachings for my own highest good. And uh, that's what it's going to look like in my life here in the short term. And we will see the best any of us can do, right, at any given time. So for today's episode, having said that, I did want to take a few minutes and address uh, some of the questions that I have been getting about my schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. So those of you who have listened to uh, those episodes starting back at episode 16 here on the podcast, um, some of you have been sending me very uh, insightful questions and I want to answer some of those or you've seen my social media posts and you've sent me a a direct message and, you know, so for some of these um, issues that come up, questions that people submit or send to me, I definitely think that it's worth the time to answer them here for all of you who are listening along on the podcast. So that's what we'll do today. I did one of these Q&A episodes that was a bonus episode um, I did it as a Facebook Live originally, so you can scroll back 
uh, in the podcast and find that one as well, or you can find it on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, but this one, I'm just gonna, I'm not, uh, videoing this one. I'm just going to release it on the podcast. So the first kind of line of inquiry that I want to take a moment and address is that, um, some statements that I've made in the past that motherhood is not natural, right? I, I think I even made a post that said that it's actually garbage, that, this notion that motherhood is somehow natural. And I totally uh, appreciate that people have challenged me on this and I stand by my statement. I do think that it is not helpful for us as working women who are new mothers. It is not helpful for us to walk around thinking that motherhood is somehow natural or some sort of state of nature. And I do want to draw some distinctions here that I think will be helpful and that are worth mentioning as I sort of drill down into my experience and, you know, work with my clients and talk to all of you. So that that distinction is that there was one part of new motherhood that felt really natural to me. And that was the part where I fell in love with my baby, like crazy in love. That happened naturally without my like needing to sort of like foster it or like pay attention to it or do anything. Fine. I grant that. That was my lived experience. I embodied that. That was totally natural for me. And it felt like a love explosion, like in my (laughs) being. Every other part of my experience of working motherhood took work. Every single other part of it including learning how to cope with a love explosion. Like that alone took work. I did not have the mental and emotional toolkit or resources to know what to do with a love explosion for my tiny baby, right? Like there I was. I was the family breadwinner. I was an accomplished career professional with clients relying upon me with a business that relied upon me and a brand new baby who I wanted to be with all the time. And I was healing physically from pregnancy and from childbirth. My hormones were a disaster, right? Like all the things there. And I was having a love explosion that I didn't know what to do with. Like, what what do you get when you put all of that together? My moment-to-moment experience was fear that at times was more like terror than fear. My moment-to-moment experience was anxiety and 
and sleeplessness that went beyond the times when I was caring for my baby. My moment to moment experience was a profound realization that I was not prepared for what was happening to me and that I had no idea how to get the help that I needed. I was experiencing physical pain. I was experiencing emotional pain. I was suffering on multiple fronts at the same time while simultaneously having a love explosion, right? Everybody's going to have a slightly different experience or a profoundly different experience even, but that was my experience. And the thinking that motherhood is natural, quote unquote, in the face of that experience, led me to just suffer through it, right? I felt like I was falling apart in dozens of different ways. There I was, a new baby, a household that was depending upon my income, and a societal narrative that it's all supposed to be quote unquote natural. Do you see how, (laughs) do you see why I want to talk about this? Like because of this natural quote unquote garbage that is part of our collective cultural view of what motherhood should be, right? I'm putting should in air quotes. And because my experience was so far from what I thought natural, quote unquote, was supposed to look like, I had all of this shame and anxiety about the ways that I was falling apart. It didn't even occur to me to ask for help. I thought my experience of suffering was happening to me because it was supposed to be happening to me, right? Because there was something wrong with me or wrong with the way that I was doing motherhood and that, you know, this sort of waiting for some state of nature to descend upon me and fix everything because motherhood is supposed to be natural. Oh my God. People, the truth of it is that being a working mother takes work. It takes intention and it takes planning. There was nothing remotely natural about it for me when you come right down to it. I had to create what I needed for myself. I had to focus. I had to gather the resources that I needed. I had to put them to use. I had to undergo a ton of changes and work on my life in multiple, multiple places and have a love explosion, (laughs) right? Relying on some amorphous natural instinct to kick in does not get us anywhere. I think we actually fall into a pattern of disempowerment because if motherhood is supposed to be natural, then the answer to whatever we confront as new mothers is for somehow we let nature take its course. 
And this expectation that motherhood is supposed to be natural and that nature is supposed to take its course is actually a tremendous source of shame for new mothers who happen to be struggling. Nature provided me with a love explosion. I had to actively figure out everything else, everything. All of the other working part or all of the other parts of working motherhood, right? All of them that worked for me required my brain power, my time, and my focus. I mean, the questions that I was trying to answer for myself, how exactly do I provide for my family financially and also spend the time I want to spend with my baby? I was trying to figure out what emotional management skills do I need to be able to enjoy the love explosion and also cope with my anxiety at the same time. Right. And then I'm trying to figure out how do I work the buttons on the fucking car seat? Right. Like (laughs) none of that came naturally to me. None of it. I worked for it. I worked for all of it. So having said all of that, I think that the people who experience motherhood differently, I think that they struggle even in places where I didn't struggle. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I've given you kind of a laundry list of my experience. I also have the benefit of, you know, interacting with the people that I work with, right? And sort of getting the feedback that I get from other uh, new working mothers, right? Each of us has places where we need to spend time working methodically piece by piece by piece to get our lives to look like what we want them to look like, right? We do it. Nature doesn't do it for us. (laughs) By some state of grace, we do it for ourselves, So I think that the people who talk about motherhood being natural, I think that they are well-intended. I really do. And I think that there are some new mothers, right? Kind of put all this on a spectrum. And my experience is one point on the spectrum. There are people who are toward the other end of the spectrum where they kind of find the whole transition into motherhood to be kind of a natural thing and to be sort of effortless. Good for them. I, I, I give them blessings, but I'm not here for them. Those people are fine. The people who truly do find working motherhood to be kind of effortless or natural, they don't need help. They're not listening to podcasts about what to how to help themselves right those people are fine they're just mothering right along and minding their own business they're not like I was where I was desperately searching the internet to try to find the help I needed or I was denying myself the opportunity to find the help I needed 
right? I am here for the rest of us. I am here for the people like me, the new working mothers of the world who benefit from putting their time and their focus and their energy toward this process. I am here to give us the tools, the resources, and the guidance that we need. I am also here for the new working mothers who are in hiding. Lots more people I suspect are struggling, but they are doing so in silence. They are hiding the fact that they are struggling. They feel shame and embarrassment and confusion because they think that they're falling short of this motherhood being natural garbage. And I am going to combat that shame and embarrassment by normalizing this topic as frequently as I possibly can. And by giving voice to people who just are not currently in a space to speak up right now. And I suspect that the questions and the pushback when I say statements like, you know, that this notion that motherhood is natural is garbage. I suspect that I get pushback about that because I'm really touching a nerve. And I respect that nerve. I really do. And I think we're all going to benefit from desensitizing that nerve. I want to be a part of that change in the narrative of working motherhood. So I am going to keep on talking about how making the adjustment into working motherhood is not natural and that nature is, we are are not going to sit back and wait for nature to take its course. So here we are. We're just going to keep talking about it. So the next kind of set of questions that I've gotten and it's really not one question, it's more like a set of questions, is something along the line of what am I supposed to do when people in my life are mad or inconvenienced that I'm choosing to follow the four basics, right? They're using my schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. And they've kind of hit some static <laughs> from a coworker or a partner or their mother or somebody. And let me just say, we all have places in our lives where friction develops and sometimes introducing the, the schedule simplicity solution tool is helpful in minimizing that friction, sometimes it increases the friction. It helps you. Let me be clear. I'm focused on you. I'm focused on you and your baby. It's helpful to you to follow the process. Period, right? It's, (laughs) but you know, I, my advice, as you know, because you've been following along here, My advice is that you start saying no 
to lots of things and people where you were previously saying yes. And there are people and situations on the other side of those no's that are sort of new for you who may react, right? They are going to have thoughts and feelings and reactions when your previous yes turns into a current or future no. But my job in this process with you is to help you and your long-term well-being and to focus you on the same thing. And I am convinced that your well-being increases if you use the tool of my Schedule Simplicity Solution and give your time to only the four basics. And then once the four basics are working for you on a predictable uh, schedule, then we can start to intentionally decide what you want to say yes to going forward. And the more ownership you have of that process and those decisions, the better, right? I mean, on the whole, you want to be the person making the decisions in your life, setting your boundaries, enforcing your boundaries, and sort of building and defining your relationships in ways that support you overall. Now, getting to that point, right, where your relationships are sort of rearranged in a way that works for you as a working mother overall, that takes some time for some people. For some people, it takes a lot of coaching, which is totally worth it, right? It's it's fine that that takes time because some of what you will be doing, which is what I had to do, right, was turn around a lifetime of codependence and people pleasing. And that is not like flipping a switch. And it's not like flipping a switch for ourselves. And it's not like flipping a switch for the other people in whom, you know, we're putting our codependence and our people pleasing. Right? There are patterns there that, you know, sort of birds of a feather, right? Like <laughs> when we're moving through the world in states of codependence and people pleasing and, you know, sort of emotional enmeshment, we've, we've tend to surround ourselves with other people who are doing the same thing. So, I mean, the benef- the benefits are tremendous. It's life-changing work and you benefit from taking the time to get there and making those real changes in your relationship patterns and I can help you get there over the long term. I didn't do any of this work until I was a working mother myself. I did all of it within the context of working motherhood, right? If you're if you're sort of listening to me talk and you're looking around and you're going, "Oh, I really didn't realize that that's where I was." But that's where I am, right? Like that that's fine. I've got you. But in the short term, 
in the very, very short term to get yourself um, moving through the four basics, absolutely feel free to make me the bad guy. That is going to (laughs) work. We don't want to do that over the long haul. But yeah, go ahead and tell people that your coach said that you have to decline that dinner invitation or that you have to decline that well-meaning request to come visit the baby or the travel invitation or whatever. Just, Just blame it on me for a little while. Right? I love you enough to take the blame when you're in the early days and weeks of implementing by schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. But don't stop there, right? Like keep going. That very early phase where you simplify your schedule and get the four basics dialed in, that gives you breathing room to really step back and do the long-term work for your highest long-term good and for the highest long-term good of your baby, right? It's, I've now got the, the perspective and the time in this to be able to look at my child and be really glad that I've done the work to get myself out of codependent patterns, right? Like, I I don't have a tiny baby anymore. I've got a little kid and I'm really grateful to myself from a couple of years ago for doing the work to stop people pleasing at my own expense. When I was a little kid, I was watching a lot of people be codependent and, and people pleasing. (laughs) That's where I learned it, right? These were the patterns of my Uh, family of origin. These are the patterns of my childhood household. I am helping you give your baby the gift of not passing that stuff on to the next generation. So do what you got to do in the short term. If your mother-in-law is pissed that you can't come to brunch, whatever, right? Like, Tell her that I told you you couldn't do it, right? That's fine. But going forward, you want to keep on working. You want to reach out to me for coaching, right? You want to be giving yourself the tools that you need. So the next question or sort of set of inquiries that I've been receiving is people who want me to review your schedule and like give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, (laughs) which is, which, okay, let's just take a step back, right? Like some of you, you heard my podcast episode about how I don't give out templates and why I don't give out templates. And this is where you went next, right? You drafted a schedule for yourself and then you sent it to me for me to review it. Now, scheduling is my area of expertise. Coaching new working mothers who are trying to get a schedule that works for them, that is my jam, right? I am a scheduling rock star. But what I am not is a scheduling 
drill sergeant. And I'm not the teacher who is here to give you an A++ on your schedule. The person who needs to approve or not of your schedule is you and you alone. I am here to help you. And part of how I help you is by allowing you to build your own individual schedule that is custom fit to your life. And (laughs) to point out to you that the only person whose opinion about it matters is yours. You are the only person entitled to have an opinion. So I approach this process with a completely open mind and with a lot of patience and with a deep, deep understanding about the needs of new working mothers. But I don't have any assumptions about what you should or should not be doing with your time. I don't have (laughs) a red pen to grade your paper and I don't have a scorecard. I literally don't. I do not have (laughs) any kind of evaluation criteria. Like, look at the schedule that you made for yourself. Try it. Like, check in with yourself after you've tried it for a couple weeks. Is your anxiety any, any less than it had been in the past? If it is, that's fantastic. Give yourself a gold star. If it's not then take a step back and regroup and make a couple of changes, right? Like, remember what the goal is. The goal of this entire scheduling undertaking is to reduce your anxiety and create more time for yourself so that you can start to figure out how to thrive as a new working mother. And I really want to highlight one other thing here. I empathize with you when you are sending me a draft. Like I really do. I I empathize, especially with those of you who really are struggling right now, that you just want to know that you're doing the right thing. I get it. You are allowed to tell yourself that you're doing the right thing and to try something and to gather some data, right? Maybe you sleep a little bit better. Maybe your anxiety goes down a little bit, right? And then to try something different, gather some more data. But to the extent that you are sending me a draft because you're asking me for approval or for my permission or because you are seeing some places where you anticipate that friction is going to develop. So you're sending me your draft kind of as a delay tactic rather than actually implementing your schedule right away. Do you see what I mean when I say that? 
right? You've drafted a schedule for yourself and you see that you're going to have to say no to your partner about something and you don't want to say no. So you're uncomfortable about get about being honest with another person or with yourself about what you really do or don't need to be doing right now. So you send the schedule to me. (laughs) Oh, I empathize. I really do. But really examine why you want somebody else to look at it. And if you see places where friction, where you think friction is going to develop, but you know that it's the right thing to do, how are you going to support yourself? Maybe, maybe that's the point where you reach out to me to get on my schedule. And of course, my, my individual coaching clients, they do get specific and individual help with their draft schedule. But it's, it's help along the lines that I just outlined, right? It's not, it's not, oh, you did your homework and you get an A plus. It is conversations with me to talk about, I need to say no to my mother-in-law. How do I do that, right? Like h- how exactly am I going to do that? You know, what are my thoughts and feelings about doing so? You know, we really just get to clean up my client's thoughts about that or, If there are, if my client is kind of um, trying to evaluate her own data points, then I become the person with whom she can really work through the data points, what's working, what's not working, right? I sort of become that external um, voice of kind of caretaking and wisdom that helps my client dial in on some of the things that really need the most attention. But I don't have an approval or disapproval. I don't have veto power. But I can say the words like, hey, I think that this is a perfectionist fantasy and it's not going to (laughs) work. Right? Like I get that. I do get that kind of um, level of communication with people who are working with me directly. But but I still don't have, you know, I'm still not the drill sergeant. I don't have a whistle and a clipboard. And it's also fascinating to sort of look at, okay, I made this schedule for myself, but I'm not following it. Those are the places where a coach is really, really helpful. So, so anyway, I, I'm glad to, I'm glad to answer that one for you guys. And, you know, if you are, either having a hard time making a schedule or you've made one and you're kind of like kind of lost in trying to implement it, you can use that entire process that I outlined back in um, episode 30 about how to troubleshoot. You can go back and and re-listen to that episode as well. So Thank you so much for listening today. I hope it was helpful to sort of hear my summary about uh, about these topics. And I'm happy to answer more questions. 
if I can, you can just um, email me with those or respond to me in social media with those. And um, like I said, please bear with me if there are some interruptions in the podcast schedule here for the next few weeks. But I love you all. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it if you have not already done so. And if I can be helpful to you individually, as you become the working mother that you most want to be, feel free to reach out to me to find out more about how to work with me. I, uh, all of those links are in the show notes, wherever you found this podcast, take good care of yourself.